Hi, Jonathan Mochi again. We now start presenting a series of podcasts and blogs that you can read on the daily prescription or Doc's Brain Health Prescription. And the history of this prescription is that in the 1990s, I became very interested in stress management. And I ran a stress reduction clinic at the Mulpock Hospital for many years. But I soon became aware that what is good for stress management is usually good for the heart and specifically for the brain. And so over decades, I've shifted from stress management, which is not so aspirational and inspirational, to brain health. Because our greatest asset is our brain, and we need to protect it, and also allow its potential, its embedded value, to actualize. So the first of the 10 items on the prescription is about reading for meaning. And I've been blessed in my life with a tremendous passion for reading. And in my home, when I was young, I had plenty of books and magazines and newspapers to read. It was before the time, of course, of social media and even television and computer screens. So most of the information came from the radio that we could listen to or our daily newspapers, our weekly magazines such as Time, monthly such as National Geographic. And there's no doubt that most of my day where I have spare time, I'm reading. I always have to have a book that's open and my library now extends to over 3,000 books. And in fact, when we moved home nearly five years ago, about half of my library of 6,000 books did not have shelves to sleep upon. And so they were redistributed in different ways. But the main objective of reading for meaning is not only does it keep your neuronal networks strong and flexible, but in the future, facing artificial intelligence and machine learning, that those people who will have the definite competitive advantage will be able to read fast and pick up nuance and be able to find meaning in their reading and therefore add value to solving problems. Anyone who can just read, a machine will take that over. Already it can. The, at a flick of a button, uh, a book in English can be translated into Portuguese. But to write that book, one needs to be creative, to be able to bring new ideas to the reader that are enjoyable to read. So reading for meaning is more than just reading. 
it's the ability to comprehend and to reflect. And with practice and time, one can read and say, this is rubbish, or this adds to my understanding. Unfortunately, a lot of the time I am reading, quote-unquote, rubbish, rehashed, unimaginative, just basically copy or clickbait. There's no doubt that a good read is not only a blessing, but a great joy. So the, it's paradoxical that you are listening to this podcast about reading for meaning. But it's really had to inspire you to keep practicing the 10,000-hour rule, reading for meaning. It doesn't necessarily have to be great novels of Charles Dickens, Virginia Woolf, the Bible, Shakespeare, but could be simply reading an article in a newspaper, or perhaps even writing a short WhatsApp message and being aware of the meaning of each word and how the words in the sentence come out. So read for meaning. It's unfortunate that in South Africa about 80% of children aged 10, that's grade 4, can't read for meaning. But there are also advanced countries, what they call developed countries, where perhaps even 20 or 25% of children of that age can't read for meaning. That is a major handicap. And there's no doubt, no doubt whatsoever, that reading for meaning gives you the competitive edge.